0: Chapter Nine of *The Uncle of an Angel* by Thomas A. Janvier. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine. During the ensuing week, a considerable portion of which Mister Port passed in the privacy of his own room, the relations between Miss Lee and her guardian were characterized by a chill formality that was ominous of a coming storm. In point of fact, Mr. Port was waiting only until he should fully regain his strength in order to try conclusions with Dorothy once and for all, and he was most highly resolved that in the impending battle royale he should not suffer defeat. So far he had gone down in each encounter with his spirited antagonists because the tactics employed against him were of an unfamiliar sort. But he was beginning to get the hang of these tactics now, and he also had got what, in fighting parlance, would have been styled his second wind. As he thought of the wrongs which had been heaped upon him, rage filled his breast, and the strong determination slowly shaped itself within him, that to the finesse of the enemy he would oppose a solid front of brute force. Astuteness was not the least marked of Miss Lee's many charming characteristics, and although her guardian gave no outward sign of his belligerent intentions, she felt an inward conviction that a decisive trial of strength between them was at hand. Five or six years earlier she had engaged in such a trial— Of this nature with her mother and had emerged from it victorious in that case feminine weakness had yielded to feminine strength but now the gloomy thought assailed her that her uncle while closely resembling her mother in the matter of his liver had in the depths of his torpid nature a substratum of brutal masculine resolution against which should it fairly be set in array she might battle in vain and the upshot of her meditations was the conviction that her only chance of success lay in avoiding a battle by a radical change of base an easy way as she perceived to effect such a change of base was to marry van rensselaer livingstone indeed his proposal a couple of days after the yacht voyage ended came so opportunely that she almost was surprised into accepting it out of hand but dorothy was too well balanced a young person to do anything hastily even to get herself out of a tight place and while she held livingstone's proposal under advisement As a line of retreat kept open for use in case of urgent necessity, she welcomed it less for the opportunity of a safer position that it offered than for those which it suggested in her fertile mind. Marriage, she decided, was the only way by which she could score a final victory over her uncle, and at the same time spike his guns. BUT IT DID NOT NECESSARILY FOLLOW THAT HER MARRIAGE MUST BE WITH LIVINGSTONE. INDEED, AS HER COOLLY INTELLIGENT MIND PERCEIVED, MARRYING AN UNMANAGEABLE YOUNG MAN IN ORDER TO BE FREE OF AN UNMANAGEABLE OLD ONE WOULD BE SIMPLY WALKING OUT OF THE frying pan INTO THE FIRE and that was not at all the resolution of her difficulties that dorothy sought the plan that now began to shape itself in her mind was one by which both fire and frying pan would be successfully avoided and as the more that she examined into it the more desirable it appeared to her she lost no time in carrying it into effect, whereby in less than three days' time she sent Mr. Van Rensselaer Livingstone away in such a rage that he put to sea in the very face of a threatening Northeaster, and in as much shorter period she caused her uncle seriously to doubt the evidence of his own senses. At the end of his week of retirement, Mr. Port found himself in the hale condition of a bilious giant refreshed with blue pills. He looked a little thinner than when he had started upon his ill-starred cruise, and his usual ruddiness was not as yet fully restored, but he was in capital condition and a good deal more than ready for miss lee to come on he could not very well in the nature of the case start an offensive campaign but at the very first suggestion on dorothy's part of the slightest desire to engage again in any of the various forms of frivolous amusement by which she had made his life a burden to him he was loaded and primed to go off with a bang that he believed would settle her and such is the perversity of human nature mr port presently became not a little annoyed by dorothy's failure to supply the spark that was to touch him off in fact her conduct was bewilderingly strange she drew away from the lively circle of which Mrs. Rattleton was the animated centre, and voluntarily associated herself with the elderly and very respectable Philadelphians whose acquaintance she previously had it so emphatically declined. Still further, to Mr. Port's astonishment, the lady and gentleman especially singled out by miss lee as most in accord with her newly acquired tastes were the severe mrs logan rittenhouse and that lady's staid brother mr pennington brown at the feet of the former quite literally she sat as a disciple in crochet and listened the while with every outward sign of interest to the dull record of the south fort street scandals of the past and west walnut street scandals of the present which this estimable matron poured into her ears by the hour at a time and in a quiet corner of the veranda Mr. Brown's eyesight having failed a little so that he found reading rather difficult, she read aloud to the latter from Watson's annals and listened with a pleased satisfaction to his comments upon her selections from this, the Philadelphia Bible, to the numerous anecdotes of a genealogical and antiquarian caste which thus were recalled to his mind possibly the reading from watson were continued in the afternoons when miss lee and mr brown regularly went down to the rocks so extraordinary was all this that mr port admitted frankly to himself that he could make neither head nor tail of it but he had an inborn conviction that such an unnatural state of affairs was not likely to last There was good scriptural authority, he called to mind grimly, for the assertion that the leopard did not change his spots, nor the Ethiopian his skin. End of chapter 9